0: Do 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 Sopranos daring Ring Divas on a mission to uncover Opera 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 Divas Hello Today on Operation Opera, Elisa and I had an awesome chat with dramatic soprano Diana Jacqueline who is based out of Vienna and I met her a couple of years ago and we have a lot of like-minded ideas from teaching to singing and um, you know what what it takes to be an artist we had a fantastic conversation so enjoy
1: Each of us could talk about our experience at uh, the conservatory probably and that would be enough to give one example of what you know as what the problems are i mean as much as schools are a very important place for people to learn learn sort of a stuff and learn something but you know if you're going to have 30 voice lessons a year that's not going to give make you a singer if you're lucky enough to even have that do you know and if this is, a, you know, if you go to a major conservatory, like I did, and you you have 30 lessons a year, you're not going to become a singer. I mean, you'll do something, maybe, if you're lucky enough to find somebody to help you who's there. But um, it's not really, it's not exactly serious.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I guess that's the thing, right? I'd I'd love to start, like, with that idea. It's like 30 lessons a year means that you're not serious. And yet, that's what they offer you in a degree program.
1: Right. But you know, it's, they're, they're, they're going to say it's, you know, it's really expensive to do this and all that stuff, which is true. I mean, that's true, but, um, but the question is why, you know, if, okay, here's, here's an example. My, one of my teachers who is a great singer, Blanche Thabon, who's a mezzo-soprano, um, she she didn't do she didn't go to any school um she went she was fortunate enough to be to be in new york um and she got a scholarship from the she actually had started to to work somewhere in some i forget what it was in ohio where she was from and she they found out she that's a long story but Anyway, I'll just say she got a scholarship to go pursue her singing in New York from the company that she worked for in Ohio. And she went to New York and um, it was at a time in the 30s and 40s when all of this incredible talent went went came to New York fleeing Hitler's uh, fleeing Nazi Germany and Mm -hmm. everything that was going on in Europe. And so she was fortunate enough to get some of these incredible, I mean, even Joseph Pilates was in New York at that time, working with singers, Pilates, you know, Pilates, the exercise, Pilates, the real who created it. He was in New York at that time, um, working with singers and all of these, all of these theater people and all of these opera singers. And, you know, uh, Blanche had, was having troubles. She was at the Met and she was having some issues, and somebody recommended that she go to Edith Walker. So Edith Walker was a singer who was from Utica, New York, and had gone to Europe pursuing a piano degree. Or not degree. Sorry. Sorry, a piano Dana.
2: Can I can I interject a question real quick? Yeah. You say she was having issues. What do you know? What kind of issues she was having? Well, uh, that's a, no.
1: That's a good question. Um. You know what I think she just didn't have a teacher at the time,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: her teacher had died, actually. Uh, and so so somebody said, go to um go to Edith Walker." and she had been blacklisted for some reason, I think if if I'm saying if I'm remembering all this correctly, she had been uh, she had been singing in Vienna under Mahler mm-hmm. and um came back to New York in the thirties. Um, and that's how Blanche found her from somebody that said, "Oh, you should go to her." So that's why she did that. And she, you know, she's she always there's a you can find a um, an interview with her on YouTube that's great that talks about how that was that's how she would do it if she could. She would not be going to a school. She called the conservatory training a sausage machine approach hmm. to voice.
0: And <laughs> I like it. Totally well, apt those, for the, you know, the
1: Viennese those, and the and the German. Right. Culture. And those of us who have experienced it um understand what, what she was yeah. talking about. Absolutely. Not to say that it's all completely wrong and awful at all, but um, you know, it it has you know it's 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 a artists need, you know, people, developing artists need to learn to take care of themselves. And it's a hard, long kind of process figuring this out, I think.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that
0: idea. I like that idea, you know, that it's a long process figuring it out. Like um, something that my teacher said. Yeah, it
1: doesn't have to be so long. You know, the the hardest thing is finding somebody to help you. And if you're just fortunate enough to sort of fall into somebody's hands, that's pretty amazing. I mean, one of my my teacher who really taught me how to sing was because Blanche was wonderful and it was great to be around a great artist. But she basically taught what she did on stage every night. So she taught the result of a great technique. There we go which didn't help me. And at that time, so that was frustrating, but I was totally devoted to this and did this, of course, you know, <laughs> of course, <as> we know, <laughs> and, um, but it's not possible. And then when I found uh, my teacher who taught me the process, she, she had been fortunate enough to have fallen into the hands of Elvira de, Del Dago, who was Calus's teacher and Sutherland's teacher and all that. And so she was, even Kala said back in 1968 that she was like the, the last of the great bel canto teachers teaching the real technique. Yeah, And, you know, the thing is that singers have always said that singers don't know how to, this, you know, the new crop is not learning how to sing. They're, they've always yeah. been saying this. Um, you can read books, Lily Lehman's book, so she she writes about this even to Baldi, there was an interview i saw with tobaldi and she she was saying this back in the 60s when people really still could sing i mean yeah. so they just, you know we're always saying this because it is rare it's always been rare and learning learning to sing learning to sing beautifully freely learning to sing a real bel canto technique it's takes so much devotion and at the, the at the best of times, with the best of everything, it still is a huge um, undertaking. It's you know the requirement is really is is Constant. is quite something. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a big requirement, and it takes courage, and it takes devotion, and it takes time, and it takes. It takes space in your head and space in in your place. It takes being able to make noise, you know, it really make sound. And some mm. some, you know, I don't know if you ever felt this as in in your development trying to sing in places where they didn't want you to sing. Or oh, man, I mean, we all <laughs> know it, right?
0: It's yeah. my help. <laughs> you grab onto the those cords and you squeeze them like you know, and it's oh, it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, anytime you know you're not wanted somewhere, it's like you know you try and shrink, but you can't because it's you so are what you
1: are. <laughs> right. It's just so difficult. So that, you know the circumstances are. Um, it's just. It's always. I think it's always been difficult. Yeah. And it's always taken. You know, the right nurturing thing and environment but you know if 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 you you have to persist as I say one must persist I kept persisting and I kept looking and searching and I finally you know I find you can finally put it to well I finally put it together not everybody does I mean you know it's it's a lot of work
0: well, I guess yeah. I i really like that idea when you said about you know Tabaldi saying that you know nobody you know, still nobody knows how to sing. You know, this is back it's in the sixties. Right, just hilarious.
1: Yeah, that they it's, could. It's the same
0: know? thing. You know, just it's just a new decade. You know, it's just a new time, but right. it's, it's the same sort of story. And I'm wondering if it's that, if it's if it's this idea like what you're talking about, Diana, when you said that it's just so rare for people to really put in the time. Like to really be devoted to the point where they've found the technician that can help them build the instrument, and um, take the time to you know become what you are. I, I wonder if it, if that some what's people so blame
1: the singer. I mean, I know there are a lot of people that oh well, kids just don't you know singers don't want to wait spend the time they don't want to do this. I don't know. I mean, you have to guidance though. Yeah. I needed the guidance. I was searching for the guidance. I was Yeah. You know, I I um when I went to Blanche, she was at one point, she was like, Oh yes, well, you know, when with, with Edith Walker we would just be humming for six months before we started to sing. And I'm like, Well, that's why I'm here. I mean, why aren't you doing that yeah, with me? Why, why aren't we humming? <laughs> you know why? And, because she would know that's why. No, you know why? <laughs> she said she said, Oh, we don't have time for that. And yeah. I'm like I don't have time for that. I moved three thousand miles away to study with you, and when I with with uh, with Glennis who taught me how to sing this way, she we, that's what we did for probably two years.
2: <laughs> was yeah. humming. Wow! And may I ask, Diana, how far yeah. into your musical studies or your vocal studies um, did you meet Glennis? Like, how oh, many level. years had you already I been mean, taking voice lessons? Year.
1: I mean, I'd been teaching for. Ten years. I'd been singing professionally for a year. I mean, you never stop. That's the thing. Right. You know, Blanche said that. I mean, you never stop until you the day you decide to stop singing. Right. I that always astounded me when I was younger too. I, I I was like, Wow, the people at the Met go and have lessons? Like, why would they do <laughs> <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just to start? You know, Tabolby at age forty do, learning Joconda, she would bring her, te- she'd go, she'd have her teacher come to her studio, to her apartment and work with her on the roll
0: yep.
1: every day that, you know, however, that's what you do. You know, it's a, to- it, this is not just getting a job oh, and yeah. making a paycheck and, right. No, this is, it's a totally different thing. And, you know, maybe this century people will be more
2: up for that. I don't know. So, Diana, when you did finally meet Glennis and start studying that technique, did that? Uh, I'm sure was reflected in your own teaching.
1: Oh yeah, oh absolutely. But so, you know, I was always mm-hmm. a really, I was always a really great. I mean, not a harp my husband's always like, "You're always too direct." Um, but I was always <laughs> a really great teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you I got more. I got more. I mean, I got a whole of course it. You know, you I'm not the same teacher I was 5 years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm just you know, we're you're always I mean, if you're developing, you're developing. If you're not, you're not. Mhm. you're
0: you know? going one direction or the other. Yeah, I I, I've been thinking about this idea that, that I've heard um, sort of kicked around um, that there's sort of four stages of sort of awareness when it comes to your own ability, right? There's a there's, uh, Unconscious incompetence, right? Which you see like on those American Idol shows, oh. where they like you know, they, great. right? You know, they, yes. right? You right. take this- all these people who have no idea how terrible they are, right? So yeah. you have unconscious <laughs> right. incompetence, and then you have conscious incompetence, you know, which is yep. a lot of people sort of in those early stages of learning who recognize, like, oh man, you know, I got a long way to go, but you know, I but I'm but I'm but I'm working, right? Uh-huh. And then you have consciously competent which I think is sort of the place where a lot of people are maybe like they recognize that like they're working really hard, you know, but, and they've got it. And then I think there's a much smaller group of people, but I often think that the people who end up teaching, who have been singing for a long time end up being those who are unconsciously competent and therefore don't know how to break down the tools that are necessary to sing.
1: Well, that's a really good point. Um, First of all, one of the things I love, I love that you use consciousness because, you know, we need to learn to become conscious singers. Mm-hmm. And that's, that also is a process, but somebody like Cheryl Mills, you know, he would say most singers ride on this sort of natural ability for a while, for quite a while mm-hmm. until it doesn't work anymore. Uh-huh. And- and, um, you know, you can't become an opera singer on natural ability. I mean, you do, but, you know, you can't do it without. Yeah, you can't sustain it. it. Yeah, it's it's unsustainable, especially even if, you know, it's unsustainable completely if you have a really big voice. And um, it's some, you know, some smaller voices can sort of do it for a while. But that also it will just break down with age, which is why they always say, you know, someone has five years, a career five years, blah, blah.
0: Right. You And we see this, right? Like you, there are these people that you win know these why. huge competitions and they've got these amazing voices and we don't see them. In 10 years, they're
1: gone. Well, why? Well, it could be a life choice, too. Sure, I mean, sure. it doesn't have to be that, you know, maybe they really just didn't want to do it. The lifestyle, But, yeah. you know, it could be. But it also can be just a breakdown of of what they're doing, you know, just not really being able to, it's unsustainable, like, you, that's a really good word to use, it's just unsustainable. But do you have any idea why, why it is unsustainable? Why it becomes unsustainable? One of the big reasons.
2: Um, I have a guess. I wouldn't mind venturing. Go for it, <laughs> and because I mean I have my own experience from which to yeah, guess. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I think because you you begin relying on sort of past patterns and past um, imagery or whatever helped you to achieve in before, but as your voice continues to grow and your body changes and whatever. Um, those aren't helpful anymore. You have you to actually different. understand what's going on anatomically. Physically. Yeah well, you
1: also you also need the outside ear to guide you. That's the problem with singing. we need some an outside ear that we trust that we can can actually help lead us through mm. this whole process. And um, but a lot of it, and that's it's all all of that. Plus our muscles, you know, we're growing, the body's growing, and the muscles are aging, which makes them not as flexible. So when we're kids, we can just do stuff that, you know, can just sort of get through things oh, for sure. And, I think my, think about yeah. my baby, my little
0: baby, like when he was right. really little and he could just like make these noises and just go really high. And I'm looking at, it I'm like, how do you do it? How? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> it's he like, I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, it's not fair.
2: <laughs> it's hysterical. Give it to me.
1: <laughs> so there's that. There's also, um, you know your larynx, the bone in your larynx also hardens, which changes a lot. But you need that for the for a growing voice, yeah. the strong Is that the hyoid know, bone?
0: Voice. Is that that one?
1: The one that's well, the whole yeah, the whole larynx. I mean, okay. all the bones in the larynx. Yeah. Interesting.
0: It hardens over time.
1: Now we're all well. Like it's like because there are different <laughs> forms of bone. There's there's cartilage, soft bone, and hard bone. So as you age. It's just that's just what happens with our bone. Mm-hmm.
2: Um Is it true? I've heard that cartilage keeps growing. And that's why old men have such long ears. That's weird. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's fascinating. Well apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Apparently our noses
0: now. and our ears keep growing, which is yeah, that's so wild, generous, isn't it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, but isn't there cartilage in the larynx too?
1: Yeah, and that's that, I that, I can, can, that changes, right? That gets Yeah. Stronger as we age, yeah. which mm-hmm. is why big voices do need that extra time. I mean, your your larynx can't handle the vibration. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And when you're so young,
0: you know. Interesting. Speaking of vibration, so I went and saw a person whose name I will not say because I don't I don't want to get in trouble. But I saw someone sing a little while ago, a couple a few days ago, um, singing Zanome, and. I could have driven a truck through that vibrato. And I was like, what's the deal? Like, yeah, why are they being hired? Yeah, I know. Well, well, but it wasn't just this. It wasn't just her. Like, it was most of the cast. There was one guy who was like a foot soldier or something who had this incredible <laughs> the character tenor. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a baritone and he had just this oh. really clean sound that just like cut through everything. And you could hear him very easily. But everyone else had this kind of muffly sheen around them and uh, this really really wide vibrato and i'm like why is this does this not bother anyone else
1: why is this singing in okay? their throat well two questions was is this a is this a company that somebody's in charge of that is a voice teacher and teaches all of these people or i don't
0: think so I mean, this is a okay, very large
1: company Okay, so or is this a company that is run by somebody who likes this kind thinks this is a good sound? I mean Maybe
0: so, who knows? Cuz if
1: they're all that way, that's what it yeah. sort of sounds like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was a little frustrated with the conductor because the orchestra was super loud and I just feel like you you can't have, you know, a 90-piece orchestra with like 20 brass, you know, and think that the singer is going to be able to, you know, handle that in an open pit. Like if you're, you know, having them at forte the whole time, you know, and then occasionally a mezzo forte, you know, it's like, you, I, I just feel like that's just not, that's just not okay. Um,
1: well there, there is that, but there's also, you know, the human voice does have a different sound and if it's focused and if you, if you really can't, if you really do know how to project, yeah, you really, it, it the problem is that, when you have, you know, it should, it it's, as long as it's a different sound, it should be able to cut through in theory. Now, yeah. um, um, that doesn't mean that it makes it, when, when you get such a big sound under you, you do, will, many singers will just start to push yeah. so that this, their sound then becomes, that's Lost. part of why you're not hearing it. Yeah. 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 Even if they do have even if they do project, even if they do know how to sing. And And maybe that
0: was sort of what was going on is that, you know, the desire to be able to be heard. And isn't that interesting? It's like
1: when you push, it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Right. It's the more, when you sing, this is all, this is really was an interesting thing to learn too, is the more gentle, the better your technique gets, the more gentle it is. It feels and is mm-hmm. the lighter it is. It's just it's kind of like when you feel depressed and when you feel angry or whatever, you know, you feel very heavy, right? Yeah, but they're heavy emotions. You feel heavy, but when you're happy, you feel light and bouncy. It's the same kind of thing with singing. If you if if you, when it's when things are really difficult, you you're not on the right path. You're you gotta change something. Yeah. And when you know, when things start to get easier and easier and easier, you, at, through your technique, you know, as you develop, you're like, oh, then you know, you're on the then right you know path.
0: That. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah. that's where that comment that I hear sometimes from people who are, you know, are or were because they have passed away, excellent Musicians and excellent singers, like you know, I think it was Joan Sutherland who said something like, "Singing is the easiest thing in the world." And I'm like, you know, you know, screw you, Joan. Like, you know, the
1: easiest thing in the world when you know how to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, it's um (laughs) once once you find that once you find that like riding a bike. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, well,
1: it is, and it's not because you still have to do it every day to keep it going. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's not not changing shape on you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're not it's not like riding a bike because you know, if I rode a bike as a kid and then rode it again when I'm thirty, I'm totally can do it, no problem. Right. But yeah. I'm not doing anything between you know, between now and next week. It, I'll feel it.
0: You know for sure. Yeah, and I, I feel yeah. like that's the conversation, you know, going back to what you'd mentioned about, you know, 30 lessons a year being a joke. it's like, well, yeah. you know, it's good for you for phonating congratulations you know but that's that's not enough to like truly create a sustainable technique and i just feel like that conversation needs to change about what the voice actually is and this is where we take the blame away from these students and recognize that it's not about the students it's about the instruction like it's about how often you're getting the instruction it's about you know how that instruction the quality is given of the instruction like, no kidding
1: yeah, and it's. It, I totally agree. They always want to blame the singers. I mean, and singers are always so willing to take it, man.
0: Take it. Like, I suck. And, You're right. I'm terrible. Well, you know, <laughs> but am I wrong? Oh, my gosh. No. I mean, it's. No. no. How many times did I come out of a lesson, you know, at the conservatory just like crying and being like, you know, if I could just get this right, then, you know, maybe I could. Mm, it's your you fault. It's know? your fault. <laughs> your yeah. fault.
1: But it's not your fault. And. You know, and you need guidance. We need. We need guidance. Yeah. Singer. Any. Everybody needs guidance, but singers, in particular, because we. We are the instrument. I mean, it, you know, my husband's a violinist, and. Um, and we work together a lot, and it's just always been very. It's since I've met him. It's just, which is in the last ten years. Um, it's just been really great to. To get perspective mm. from another artist, and the fact that he's, you know, this the string instruments are the most vulnerable, probably of all of all instruments other than the voice, and but their instrument is on the outside of them. It they still don't hear what it's clo- too close to them under the ear. They're not hearing what it is right, in the right. Home. But they're at least not the instrument. I mean, it's like we're the violin. You know, we are the instrument. Yeah. And we have to. It's so hard to decide who to trust.
0: Yeah. I read an article recently um, talking about this idea, and Itzhak Perlman was um, interviewed and talked about how his wife, for for many, 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 many years, I think until she passed away. I'm not. I'm not certain on that. But was his extra set of ears? Is that right? Wait,
1: but she, she didn't die yet. Okay, so she's not back. Right, Toby Perlman's still alive, right? Yeah. yeah See, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know them know. so clearly. What do I know?
1: <laughs> I don't know them personally, unfortunately. <laughs> I but you was. knew her name and, like, you shortened it and everything. So, Well, of course. <laughs> but um, She's amaz- she's an incredible woman, She, yeah. I think. She-
0: yeah, an incredible woman. And in this article, he talks about, you know, his love for her and his gratitude and like the irreplaceable nature of that relationship because Mm -hmm. she is his ears because she can hear things. She understands how certain passages, you know, what he's going for. But because like you said, the instrument is so close to the body, you can't really hear what's happening and like how it translates in the house and, and how he's Mm -hmm. continued to get better over the years is because of that extra set of ears. It's such a humbling and essential dynamic to have, I think. It's
1: so so valuable and invaluable, actually. And she was a violinist. They met. Um, they met through playing together. She, I think, if, you guys have to see, read hear the story. I mean, I think I read the story. I don't know if she tells it, but um, like she runs up to him. After she hears him play at some summer thing they were doing together or something like that, and she's like, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> <She> just, <laughs> and he ignored her until it's this great story. You got it. It's That's just adorable. so funny. That's yeah, invaluable. but so she is a violinist as well. So yeah, it's it is invaluable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, those extra set of years and
0: and and um, and how important it is. For that extra set of ears to be someone that you can completely trust, because I'm sure we've all had experiences where we've put our trust um, it, with someone to be those ears, and that person
1: did not help us. Like that's how many times can I? <laughs> how many times do you guys want to tell about your time? You know, <laughs> no, no, <how> many- no. <laughs> I mean, how many times do you guys have? <laughs> oh my gosh! Like,
2: I- well, yeah, I don't I mean, have, have be- enough. <laughs> maybe we can talk for a second about how to recognize like for for young young yeah. you know students of singing and and aspiring singers how to recognize it, when you've found a, the right teacher or a good fit or someone you can trust well
1: um it's a gr- this is one of the best this is great to talk about um, everybody has to really. Really, and int- you really follow their intuition. Yeah. See, so we have. I think we. I mean, how do you guys feel about intuition? Oh about nurturing your intuition.
0: It's essential. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely essential. Exactly. And, and and so often ignored because it's like, no, you've got to trust this person. You know, they're like a lot older than you, so, and and they have big. So eyebrows, many voices you know, on the outside. Like, yeah, like they know what they're doing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's the, that inner voice that is the devil in us trying to say this, that, and the other thing, but, um, you know, we're all going to make mistakes. Of course. But... At least there'll be our mistakes. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, absolutely. No, I remember once because I actually have a really hard time, like tru- truly trusting people. Like I, I feel like I'm a very giving person, and I try and be really loving toward people. But like, really trusting people is actually quite hard for me. And um, I always save a little Trust bit. Trust is
1: a big issue, my right, dear. As right,
0: I say. right. <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I always hold a little bit for me. And mm-hmm. I remember when I trusted a teacher that I later realized that I should not have trusted and part of me like you're talking about that intuition you know I was like I'm like I knew I knew in my heart of hearts that what this teacher was teaching me was not going to help me but I was so desperate to keep going and so desperate to progress and right and so I I just I just kept showing up I kept doing what what this teacher asked me to do, and my voice. I would listen back to these recordings, and my voice just got smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, it until happens. it was like, "What is that? I don't know who that is. That's not me." Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I know. Just remember just weeping after <laughs> after having studied with this person for a couple of years, and eventually just being and like, it
1: takes, done. You know, and did you notice that it in many it's like I can I can I have so many teachers that I. I studied with for two years. Right. The list of two year teachers. You have because (laughs) you have agreed. Right. You put, you have to put yourself in their hands. That's right. It's, this is the problem. I mean, it's not a problem. I mean, you have to, but then you have to be aware enough to start to go. It's, you have to give it some time, I suppose. um, If you feel like this is right. Um, And then, you have to really pay attention and start to, you know, w- get out when you realize this is going nowhere.
0: Yeah. You give it the and you, and it, and like try. you said,
1: like you knew you look back and you see the signs, which you weren't willing to see at that time. Yeah, But you know, the next time you probably didn't make the same mistake. Oh, nope, 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 nope. Never made that mistake again. Lesson.
0: Yeah, definitely so, learned my lesson from that experience. and 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 was grateful to have had it. And of course did learn some things. And, but, but most of the things that were learned were what not to do next
1: time. <laughs> right. You know, Elisa said this very like how, what are the signs? But you know, more than that, I, I, my advice always is um, go, and this can be hard because it takes money. Um, but go to as many teachers as you can, like make your weekly thing, trying people out, try teachers out and Mm. see, you know, take the time to try them out and see what you really, how you really feel. And it's an investment, but you know, it's a really important investment. People will just like I I tended to just fall into people's hands, which was good and bad, Um, you know, but. But if you if you really take the time to be to to be very clear with a plan of going and doing research and now you can, by the way, I mean, now we can do research on the Internet. You can hear people you can find out what they sound like at least on. I kind of, a, I kind of a, wish a, there were Yelp pages for voice teachers.
2: Hey, they have them for doctors. Why not doctors really? and dentists? They get reviews and. <laughs> well,
1: you know, you yeah, yes and no. I mean, well, I'm sure. Like there's, the, there's, there's so many everywhere, so you don't want you know you <laughs> You'll want get the cur- bitter, the bitter, the bitter students the or bitter something. Crazies I mean, for I, sure. Yeah, I. I've never had them, but (laughs) I'm sure, who knows? Maybe I have and didn't know it. Um, So you don't know what you'd, you know.
0: Right, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, That's
1: That's
0: true. true. Yeah. That's true, but it would be nice if, if there were a way to sort of, and I mean, I guess you have, it's just verbal. You know, you just talk to other people who have studied with them and like have really frank conversations and sort of knowing what questions to ask, I think, right? Like, like saying, so, um, when you're learning a new piece, uh, what does that process look like? Um, uh, you know, what kinds of warm ups? how much time do you spend warming up? Like, you know, and I guess that's sort of the difference. I feel like with a true technician, that's kind of mostly all that you do is you just make sounds and noises for an hour. Um, at least that's been my experience of what I've found to be the most helpful. And then maybe bringing it into an aria or, you know, an art song or a concert work um, toward the last, like maybe 10 minutes. And it's implementing what we've done as far as like understanding acoustically where I am um, within that piece. I don't know
1: if that's something that sounds. That sounds good. Yeah. But you know, everybody's ever, you also have to, Everybody's different, yeah. and the yeah. thing right. is, if, if a teacher only deals with everybody the same, the exact same way, that's also a little, um, you know, that's a,
0: absolutely, back, you know,
1: red flag. Maybe yeah.
0: so. Maybe there's so, Elisa, There's one of one of the warning signs is if you know people do the same thing with that teacher all the time. I think
1: that's yeah, right, um, or every with the same like everybody has. There was one one teacher, uh, at the conservatory is that, that, you know, she had a specific, everybody had to do these specific exercises and it was all the same for everybody kind of thing. And that I was just like, well, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was your internal that barometer was, saying like, that was the nope. thing. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And you listened to that intuition. Yep. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So important. Oh my gosh. And yet, and yet, you know, when you're when you're 18 and, and this music is so foreign, at least it was to me, I didn't grow up in a home where we listened to a lot of Mahler.
1: Nope. Well, you know what? There aren't that many, this is, this is huge. What you're just saying now is huge because you know, you're not the only one. I mean, this is we we come. Mo, many of us come into this from, you know, I did from school and church through singing for, I mean, I, I loved singing. To be honest, it was like singing in the car with my mother when I was three. You yeah, know, yeah, I loved to sing, and then whatever opportunities I could find, that's what, you know, you get school and church to start, right, or right. whatever or yeah. wherever, and that's not unusual. So, you know, my family wasn't. I mean, I was a, clearly an opera. Singer. I mean, I had this huge voice yep. when I was twelve. You know, oh. so, so. It was like obvious,
0: but you just, it's always a fun conversation. Could you tone it down a little? And
1: you're like, uh, no. Well, this is, can I just tell this hilarious one? This is really funny. You know, for years ago when I was teaching some students, um, I say, I, I told this one, you know, we're talking about practicing and I'm like, well, anybody can deal with 10 minutes. You know, at least ten minutes. You know, just do ten minutes and then take a break. And then maybe another ten minutes. They can handle ten minutes. I said, you're like in my family, that always tell me to shut up. And and this this kid was so it was gave me such perspective. She said, Diana, but you have a really loud voice. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so cute. Yeah, you're like... was just that I was like, oh, maybe that was the reason. I don't know. (laughs)
0: From the mouth
1: of babes. (laughs) That was just so cute.
0: That was super cute. Yeah. I. Oh, man. Yeah, I had an experience in third grade. I think we probably talked about this before, but I wear... I had, I was singing in a choir for this Christmas concert and the teacher took me aside and she said, Rachel, you have a really beautiful voice. And I just smiled and I was so happy. I was like, thanks, you know? And she said, but we can't hear anybody else. And, and I just felt, <laughs> you know, that's, so that's not your problem. Yeah. yeah I know, you right? know, and I should have said that I, the eight year old and we should have known. <laughs>
1: Well, really, actually, especially when you're eight, like, who cares? Like, let you you sing. Yeah. I mean, what what was this? Some sort of, you know, was this some... school program. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, maybe the other kids need to sing out, actually. That's right. Dang Uh, it. I hear a lot of, like, I see, I sometimes uh, get into schools and see what's happening in some schools, and I've just noticed, like there are many schools where kids do not, like they cannot open their mouths. Yeah.
0: Well, they just wonder if they could scream help be afraid. Yeah. They like, (laughs) well, it's actually a huge thing sort of, uh, you know, with this digital age of, you know, texting, I had some really interesting conversations with some millennials about, um, about like the anxiety that they experience because they've grown up, not having to deal with conflict initially uh, face to face. And so they have this like, anxiety, because they've always okay. been able to sort of like, diffuse whatever they're experiencing through texting, or instant messenger, or um, interesting. Know, Snapchat, or whatever. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And I think about that. And it's like, well, what does that even mean for the, you know, an even younger generation where, you know, how do you open your mouth? Are you being taught that, like, it's okay if you say the quote unquote wrong thing or if you, you know, are asking a question that you don't know the answer to, like, I mean, uh, yeah, but
1: communication, we have all these forms of communication now and it's like people, it seems that people can't communicate. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Fascinating. And yet that's what we do. That's our job, Mm -hmm. you know, as singers, that's as musicians, that's our job. But you know, but and back to Elisa's I think of what is, what are the, what are the warning signs of, of being in a, in a in a with a teacher that doesn't help. I mean, what are what were your warning signs? Do you guys have? I mean, I could tell some. <laughs> Do you want to tell a warning sign?
2: Alisa, go I for t- it. Um, <laughs> well, I think I think the main thing is uh, sort of a lack of progress. Um, the the thing that I noticed the most because at, I mean, toward when I had been studying for, you know, 20 years or so, when I went to a teacher, I would say, these are the things I need your help with. (laughs) You know, it wasn't like, let's just have a lesson and see how it goes. I was like, no, these are the issues that I would love for us to address in our lessons. And um, unfortunately, well, and of course, you know, your Achilles heel is your Achilles heel. And it's, that's always going to be your weakness and the thing you struggle with. Um, But I just felt like my voice would get stronger and stronger in the ways that it was strong to begin with. And then the other parts would kind of lag behind and and sort of just always be. and i I just really needed somebody who would, you know, see the writing on the wall and and face the actual issue that needed to be addressed. And I didn't feel like i don't I don't know that I really ran across many teachers who were qualified to um, I mean, you give a teacher, let's say, two years. and in in my case, I was studying. Sometimes twice a week, actually, during that time, um probably for at least a six month stretch, twice a week. Um, and if if the uh, sort of the weakness and your um, yeah, the place where you lack confidence, the place where you lack ownership, that you that you need help just taking taking command of, if that's not resolved in a two year period with with seeing each other at least once a week, if not twice a week, I don't know. I feel like, that's a bit of a red flag. A bit. <laughs> I would say that they yeah. real. That's that's a red
1: flag. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, you know, they'll say those. It does take time. Yeah. And you know, that's what a lot of it takes time. It ta- and there it does. I mean, it does take time, and yet. But you will notice progress. Immediately. Progress. Even yeah. it, you will notice progress. You ought to, know to notice progress even after the first lesson. That's but right. that'll. You know, but that also can be deceptive as well. Well, yeah, it's a whole other it's sort story. of beginner's
2: luck. Well, there's the whole energy thing that enters into the, the equation that has a huge effect. You know, the energy of the person with whom you're coaching or who's teaching you and sort of, yeah, that it can really affect the voice, your own energy, mm-hmm. um, and energy, of course, encompasses so much, but it's a, it plays a huge factor in our our bodily instrument.
1: Well, that's you know that's one of the reasons that because um, I'd I'd always been sort of doing this kind of success coaching, life coaching type of stuff in my lessons by in my teaching, just by chance, and then I realized it's an actual industry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, talk about that because I'm really interested. Actually, I've been thinking about this for the last six months or so.
1: Yeah, so so I started. So I realized that you know this is um, this is what I do. I'm really good at this. So I need to you know get trained in this and properly and like offer this for singers because it's such. There is for me personally. I had serious blocks, mental blocks, many different blocks Mm. that were preventing me from moving forward. And um, I know, I know that I know I help. I mean, I I helped my students with this kind of stuff so that they didn't have the same kind of blocks. And so that's the. This is it's a it's some teachers don't want to get involved. I know Blanche would always like, I'm not getting in there. I'm not going in there. And, and yet that was what needed to be talked about. Like these concerns one has about putting yourself out there on the stage or, or making a living as a singer or, you know, whatever, whatever these things are that, that are preventing us from really being able to put ourselves out there so that we can become the best singer we can be, or maybe we can't, we don't have a place we can practice, or maybe we don't have space in our mind to practice, or, I mean, that has to be dealt with. Yeah. You know, as, as you, as you work with someone, in my opinion, so I (laughs) do. Right.
2: I think the psychological aspect of within singing cannot be overestimated. I think it's just huge. So the question is, what is the appropriate forum for having these conversations with people within a voice lesson bit by bit, or could there be some sort of way of doing it outside of an actual technical lesson?
1: Well, yeah, of course you you can, you know, you can, I offer, I offer that. um, Mm. And, but I also will do it with my students in the lesson to be honest, mm-hmm. because well, I think
0: things come they, up, right? You know, yeah, when you're working with someone, you know, whether Absolutely. there's a, a lyrical line that kind of, you know, triggers something for a student or and it's like, Oh, apparently, we need to talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. um, or if it's a, you know, or if it's they come in, and, and they've just heard some terrible news about their family or whatever, and like, all of that affects the voice, and you have to at least acknowledge that it's
1: there, you know, and at least, acknowledge, yeah, and it could- you, yeah. It can just be that you get, you know, you calm down their stress with breathing that are just going to calm them down. Or it could be um, that somebody has a problem, like an issue with a former teacher or colleague or something that's really preventing them from being able to to. To, re- to connect trust with you or to trust, yeah. Or to trust or whatever it is. So, um, you know, it depends on what it is, but you can find these things out and, or, you know, just, it's just for them. It's just for them to assess it and where, where can this, you know, how does this go? So you, you can end up just progressing personally so much more and developing so much more self-esteem and self-confidence and which is what this is all about. Hmm. Partially. That's, yeah.
0: Well, too, it's a huge part of it. You right. know, self-expression is, is, is part of yeah, the journey, be, you know, of right. being able to discover, you know, what, what does it really mean to be able to be fully what I was put on this earth to be? What does that mean? Exactly.
1: What does that mean? And, and one, um, You know, one of the first – well, the first question I'll ask somebody who comes – who wants a lesson or comes in is why – first, I forget their background, and then why do you sing? Yeah. It's a huge, huge, huge thing. Absolutely. A lot of people don't even think about – you know, they're not –
0: I always have. um, Somebody told me once that I have a nice voice, you know, and talk about being
2: a a conscious singer. Yeah. Talk about – Conscious. Yeah.
1: And that's my point. That's why I do that success coaching, because it's about getting, uh, getting singers to sing, con- to be conscious, to really be aware of what, why, why they're doing this and, mm. and living why do you put yourself through such hell. You know, I tell you something. (laughs) Okay, you guys, I want to tell you something. Because you know, I used to think that I used to think this singing thing was like a noose around my neck, and it was just the it was like living hell until I realized that it was the only thing that saved me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the thing that saves Mm -hmm. your life, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. It's you know, we have as singers. This is the other reason I feel that success coaching or the cycle, whatever you want to. Call it. Um, it's a whole aspect of psycho- psychological psychology and metaphysics and connecting with a higher purpose and all this other stuff. And for what was I going to say? For um, now, I'm forgetting what I was going to say. It was so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> connecting.
1: Um... Uh, oh. Because uh, oh, because we have to be so in the moment when we perform. This is what making music is mm. about. It's about being in the moment, and that is why it is so crucial for us to get rid of all of that that crap that is preventing us from being able to be in the moment. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, and that absolutely. spirit too. You know. Uh, t- um, Thich Nhat Han has a whole book. Probably, I'm sure he has a t- zillion books about that, about being in the moment. We know his cup of tea. You know, you drink it very slowly. Hmm. It's being in the moment. We—that's what we get to do, and that's the most important thing we can do on this earth. Hmm. I believe. I think. Interesting. You know. Hmm. To so. be truly present, being fully, fully present. Yes, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting. Absolutely. I've, I feel. I, I get. I'm sort of of two minds about it because there's a part of me that's like, well, what does that actually mean? Like being fully present, because like at any given time, um, like a decision that you make affects things down the road, right? And. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can go down a rabbit hole of being like, oh, no, well, but, you know, and like, think about like, how cause and effect, cause and effect, right. But then at the same time, you do have to have this unbelievable presence and willingness to be fully immersed in a moment, um, but without forgetting who and what you are and what you stand for. Does that make sense? I don't know if that if that's too, I don't
1: it's think that that I don't think thing.
0: that well, yeah, I don't think that they're exclusive. Okay. How so? Like, how, how do you think that that, like, how do you address one? Yeah, how do you, how, how so?
1: Well, being in the, being in the, pre, I mean, you guys perform. So it's like, if you, if you think it, like you can't, ju- here's one example. You can't judge and do. I always teach, mm, you can't, yeah. ju- you can't be judging and yourself and trying to do it. The glass is to be so full with what you're doing that, you know, your mind has to be full of what you're doing, yeah. what, if you don't have it full of what you're doing, you're just not going to be able to do it as, as you should. Right. As it needs to be done because it takes every th- all of your concentration to sing the way you need to sing well you know to do this at least the way i teach it or whatever Right. I mean i accept from- and that and that's that doesn't mean that your who you are and what you stand for doesn't come with all of that of course right. it does
2: that's I, I, sorry I'll, i can offer a little example maybe um, of course, with in in opera, there are so many things that we can think about in any given moment. You know, is this vowel closed or open? Is just one example, but you know, also whatever the character is doing and whatever's happening with the phrase. Oh, is there a written portamento here? Whatever you know, what there are a lot of different things that we can think about, and I think that. <laughs> But that um, has to be thought about beforehand, my dear. Exactly. Exactly. That
1: has, that's already, that has to get programmed in before, it, you know. Exactly. So in the moment of performing, you're doing, you're in it, doing it.
2: Yes. Yes. And those are just silly examples, but there, there are literally so many things, that, you know, that maybe in the moment your, your mind can... You know, like you said, that little, the, the, the voice of the devil that comes in and tells you all kinds yeah. of things. That can happen during performance, too, mm-hmm. and especially during an audition or something where, you know, you feel the judgment of others upon you. Um, and I, I have one specific um, example, which I, in my, in my pursuit of singing and in my studies, I had the opportunity to work with a breath expert here in New York for a while, and this was just a different approach to my instrument than I had ever taken before in that we really focused on the sessions with him lasted sometimes three hours or more. And we'd just focus on he would loosen all the muscles around my ribs, all my intercostals and all up through my neck and um, just like work on just loosening those muscles and then work on the breathing just being supernatural supernatural that's that didn't sound right but um very natural (laughs) well it did turn a little supernatural at times but anyway and uh and then at the very end we would apply it to singing just a little a little bit and i went to a competition with this sort of approach to the breath in mind and it kept me very present with my breath which was actually huge because Mm -hmm. i had done all all the legwork beforehand Mm -hmm. figuring out um the character and how I wanted to present it, and then, of course, all the musical details. Um, but in the moment, I was able to really stay with my breath and be the character, obviously. But those were kind of the two things that I really just paid attention to. And it it simplified things for me so much. And I really felt like it was a moment of self-care more than anything yeah. because I was staying with the breath.
1: And you're, um, distra- you're keeping yourself from being distracted by other things by having at least a f- this focus on one mm, thing, which yeah. for you in that moment was the breath. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, I mean, is there anything more present than, you know, staying alive, <laughs>
1: right? Like, well, yeah, right. Breath,
0: Stay, you know, like, must breathe now.
1: Yes. Well, here's, yeah. an exam- here's an example of a student of mine who, um, who had told me, um, that before she, she's, she's been working with me for about a year. And she said, you know, it used to be that I was just always focused on the career, the career, the career and stress and the career and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, do I sound good enough? Do they like me? Um, what are they thinking of me? Am I, do they think I have a good enough voice? That's do exhausting. I be, you know, Absolutely so, exhausting. You know, right, totally. But that was the focus instead of singing, instead of, you know, knowing how to sing. Because yeah. she wasn't, I, you know, I mean, clearly she wasn't getting the information she That's needed right. to be Is able it, to. Because if you don't, if you don't have the instruction, that
0: right. gives you the kind of foundation that makes you know that you are secure. That's when you're exactly. the hamster on the wheel, man. Like Absolutely. If you just keep running around and you're like, well, yeah, maybe if I do this, maybe if I put this bandaid on, that will yeah. stop the bleeding from, you know, my, right. my sliced artery. <laughs> like maybe if I right, like.
1: Absolutely. Oh. I, I created, um, and it's coming out next week. I created a, uh, a little thing for singers, for supporting singers, especially at this time with all of this political craziness that makes us think that we're not perhaps important in the world. Um, And it's called three steps to success for singers. It's on my website and you can sign up and it's, you know, just this, the, it seems sort of simplistic, but it's, there are sort of these, I, this, these three ways to just calm yourself down and mm-hmm. focus on taking care of you and da 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 and, um What's your website, Diana? DianaJacklin.com. My name, my name.
2: Yay. That's so nice and easy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, my name was taken
1: by a by a hiker, so
0: I. <laughs> no. I be a little, yeah, it was. There I was, was like, yeah, there's no way that's me. <laughs>
2: Hikers don't need websites. Come
0: Apparently on. You do. <laughs> like, here's me on Kilimanjaro. I'm like, congratulations. Yeah, Sorry. I, didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> but my breath control would be freaking
1: amazing if I had. <laughs> ah, good point. Well, you know. I think we make because your, your hamster on the real wheel sounded like what I used to feel like, which is one of the reasons that um, that I thought I ought to make something to yeah. sort of offer some support to singers, since many of us don't get much, do we?
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's part no. of the reason why, why no. that it's being so much competition. And competition is absolutely the thing that kills creativity.
1: Well, well like it, it kills yeah, joy, can... you know, Exactly
0: joy. Do you see my joy? I do. I love your joy. Yeah. And I love that the angels like reaching out for joy. <laughs>
2: you oh, love
1: that? the
0: I I angel. Love I do. I love angel.
2: that. That's great. I do too. Wait, what are you guys talking oh, about? The angel? She, what? I you can see. see her
0: in her room um, right now where she's, where we're Skyping, like um, she has um, a mirror and above the mirror and this beautiful gold lettering, it has the word joy. And there's a little angel the wall pointing toward it. And it's like, that's right. You know, that's, that's the goal to ascend to something
2: transcendent. Right, that's right, and Can that's I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I wanted to share a few words from our sort of uh, mascot. I don't know. <laughs> I shouldn't call her that. Um, <laughs> I, this is making me think of the masterclass I went to last fall with Joyce D'Onato, and um, she said some very some very key words that I think boil it down a lot um, because there are so many thoughts and we have so much self doubt, unfortunately, um, in this career because. You know, we don't know why they didn't want us at that audition and the other audition. And the other, you know, we yeah. just, we don't get feedback. You know, we don't hear from these people. It's just a no. And we don't know why. But um, one thing Joyce says, be an extraordinarily good singer. That's her first thing. Like, that's the number one. Because if you're not an extraordinarily good singer, if you're not working at that, at your craft, at your instrument, knowing and owning your instrument, then there's no point in doing it. Right? I mean... Well, you don't have a, you don't have
1: a great, but you're not necessarily going to be an extraordinarily amazing singer at first. It's that that has to be your goal. Yes. Right. That's what you're doing. That's your job. That's what you're working at is becoming the best singer that you can be. And if you know that you went into process, right? Well, yeah. And if you know that you went and did the Mm -hmm. best job you could at that time, um, you don't have to worry about why they didn't take you. Like I don't care anymore. Once I really, you know, I I I keep working at this. I mean, I I don't like I know what I can do. That's and right. if they don't, if you know, I they're not destroying my self esteem if I don't get roles or if I don't get this that or the you know whatever. Yeah, it's. It, it doesn't, it doesn't harm me. I'm, I mean, I might harm them. <laughs>
0: well, it's interesting, that it, it's interesting that you say that. It, it makes me think of something that I've said, like Elise and I have had this conversation a lot about this idea of if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. And it's this yeah. idea that like, when you come to that place of, of actually knowing that you have done all that you can and mm-hmm. that you have given all that you are, that there's a certain sense of peace with that recognizing right. instead of being like, I gave all I, all I am and all I have been and all, all that I, I tried my very, very best and I still wasn't good enough. Instead of that being like a really sad thing, it becomes a, and that's all I can do.
1: Right. I yeah, did But you, know, but I you know, being good enough, it doesn't mean that you weren't good mm-hmm. enough. You might've been too good. You might have been, um, just not the right look they were looking for. They, You might have been too exactly. short or, it's too just, fat it's too, or too thin it's or too-, too,
0: um, it's too subjective. You know, I watched this thing about lying the other day. It was a really interesting and frightened documentary about like how we lie and stuff. And it showed a, uh, a guy who was a referee for the, um, what is that basketball? What's the name of that basketball? What do they call it? NBA. I love it. It is the NBA. Oh, Rachel. The NBA. He's a referee in the NBA. (laughs) We just lost all our sports fans. (laughs) I'm like, I know the NFL. That's the only acronym (laughs) that I really know. (laughs) Anyway, so the NBA. Um, And he talked about... In the NBA, as a referee, in order to kind of like move up in the ranks, you have to recognize the kind of patterns that exist on the court. In the sense that, you know, when you have a Kobe Bryant or when you have a, you know, whoever, Shaquille O'Neal, who no longer plays basketball, right? I think he's retired, but whatever. He was a big thing, right? Um, Yeah. These, when you have these huge basketball players, you kind of have to cater your calls to those people because those are people that bring, they tell. They sell the t-shirts, they sell the jerseys, they sell the hats, they sell the seats. They, you know, the, these are the guys that, you know, so if they do something where they, you know, they foul someone or whatever, like you may let some of those calls slide some because, um, because of that fame and because of what it can mean. And I thought about that and I'm like, you know, this is why when that scoreboard depicts whatever it's going to depict, you can't allow that to determine your worth because there are so many other factors at play that have very, very little to do with you. And, and
1: right. Totally. And this, and you know, in my three steps to success for singers, I also talk about this, you know, finding what it is that you truly want to do because that's your uniqueness. Every single one of us has something unique to bring to this, profession. Yep. And there is something that only you can do that nobody else can do in this profession because it's who you are and it's what you want to bring. And that is what we have to find. And I, I tell this story of, you know, I, I went to a, a singer who had moved to an opera singer and moved to my town. Year, it was years ago when I was a young singer. And, and, um, I mean, I'd been through this conservatory and everything, but I was still young at that point. I'm only 29, you know. That's right. Um,
0: <laughs> you know, my, my my grandmother has been 39 for the last 46 years. Go on.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just great. But she was, she. I went and had a talk with her about, you know, about how to do, you know, how, what to do about my career, blah, blah, career advice kind of talk. And she was like, well, you know, I was a mezzo at the time. And she's like, well, you know, you could, you know, model yourself, look at fun look at Christa Ludwig, you know, look at these people, these mezzos and model yourself after them. And I'm like, what? I mean, even then, I mean, it was just like totally instinctively, like, forget it. Like, I mean, I love them. And I, I, but that's not me. That's right. And This thing where they want you to be somebody else, or they want to make you be like, you know, the Cinderella character, or, you know, your life was so terrible, or so that they can have some story that they want to tell, or it's just all so absurd. Mm -hmm. This is, and this, the competition thing that you brought up before, too, when each of us is individual and understands our uniqueness, there is no competition. That's
0: right.
1: Takes it away. It's about. Being yourself and being creative within yourself, that is what is important. Because you no longer
0: have to prove. You just
1: have to well, be. you have to be yourself. You have to be you more. I mean, that's what I wanted. Like, I didn't need to become Funchedada. I love her. Totally, totally love her. Or Janet Baker or Crystal Lidberg. I mean, I loved them. But, like, that was not being them was not what I needed to be. Right. I want, I needed to be more of me. I was totally fine. being me, like, I had no trouble.
0: I'll tell you, but it's I, a lot less work being fully
1: yourself. Than yeah. Trying to be someone else because you can't,
0: because you
1: can't, you know, and you can't have their <laughs> career and you can't, you know, you have to have your career and you have to figure out what that is. Yep. Absolutely. And you have to decide what that is. And then, what what it is that you'll, that you want to do, yeah. what you're willing to do, what you're great at, what, you know, it's about making choices. And we have a choice. Um, unbelievable. And those choices,
2: I think, to bring it back around, come from being really clear about why you're doing it.
1: I agree. That's why I always ask it. It's the
2: first thing I ask. And that's actually the second thing that Joyce says in this quote that I was going to read, <laughs> that I'll continue if it's okay. Go. Um, we had a little, we had a little. yeah. Um, she said The second thing she says after being an extraordinarily good singer is be extremely clear about why you're doing it. And the third thing is be diligent about the way you present it. I also think the element of service is really important. We are part of beauty and truth on the earth. We are bringing this to people. It's not meant to be a source of stress. The world is begging for it. If you that's get right. clear about it, you won't have to force anything. It will all fall into place. Yeah. That's,
0: right. I think that's right. I think it sort of like reiterates every like sort of all of the points that we've talked about. This was this is so great. Like thank you, Diana Jacqueline, for for chatting with us and, and Elisa for finding, for finding this. Oh my gosh, this is this was so great.